kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This morning on the third hour of today, full siege. Israel launches a massive counterstrike on Gaza overnight. In response to the surprise Hamas attack that killed hundreds of citizens. What do we know about the situation on the ground? We're live in the region with the very latest. And then later in our series, Pink Power, a breast cancer survivor shares her important message about taking charge of your health and the remarkable help she's received from her biggest supporter. Plus, gold rush Simone Biles dazzles at the World Gymnastics Championships winning four gold medals. What she's now saying about the 2024 Paris Olympics. And start today. We're getting a glimpse at Chanel's marathon training, plus her running coach is here with some easy at-home exercises. That's all ahead today, Monday, October 9th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Monday morning. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig, Chanel, Dylan is here. Mr. Roker enjoying the holiday off. It is uh, an incredibly busy Monday. We're going to get right to it because we are closely monitoring that situation mm-hmm. that continues to unfold in the Middle East overnight. Israel launching what it calls an extensive attack on Hamas targets in Gaza. Uh, that, of course, in response to Hamas crossing the Gaza border into Israel, an outright invasion and a surprise attack over the weekend. One of the deadliest and most vicious onslaughts ever mm. on Israeli military and civilians. As of 9 a.m. on the East Coast here, more than 700 Israeli citizens are dead. More than 100 others are being held hostage. And at least 500 have been killed in the counterstrike in Gaza. And just this morning, a State Department spokesman said that nine Americans are among the victims. This as the U.S. Navy is now sending its largest aircraft carrier to the region. So, we, of course, we have the story covered for you this morning from every angle. Our national security expert, Jeremy Bash, is here. But we begin with NBC's Kelly Kobiella, who is live in Tel Aviv. Kelly, what's the latest? Yeah, I think, guys, people are really in a state of shock still here in Israel. It's interesting uh, being on the streets in Tel Aviv. They're empty of traffic. A lot of shops are closed. Uh, And the situation on the ground here is changing by the hour. Earlier today, we heard air raid sirens a couple of times over the span of about an hour and a half, two hours. We heard the dull thud of explosions. At least three rockets fell in three different cities uh, in southern Israel today, even as the Israeli Defense Forces carried out that operation in Gaza. The Israeli uh, military is now warning people in the north to stay inside, to shelter in place, because what they said was a possible incursion on that border. Meantime, family and friends are just desperately trying to find information on their missing loved ones. You mentioned the number of dead. There's an unknown uh, number of missing. Many of these people were at a music festival in the desert uh, Saturday morning when this assault started. 
260 people at that festival have been confirmed killed. Their bodies were recovered yesterday. Soldiers and civilians, both among those who've been kidnapped and taken across the border. And again, you mentioned the heavy toll in Gaza as well with civilians among the dead. Guys? All right, Kelly Cobier, of course, there in, in, um, in Tel Aviv. Kelly, stay safe. Let's bring in Jeremy Bash, former chief of staff at the CIA, also uh, former chief of staff at the Pentagon uh, for the Department of Defense. Good to have you back. Thank you, sir, as always, for your insight. Uh, this was a, 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 a multifaceted attack. I mean, we're talking about folks who were like, hang gliding in, came land, air, sea. How elaborate was this, and what do we suspect the Israeli response is going to be? Yeah, a thousand fighters blowing through a protected security fence. They used drones to take out the cameras, sensors. They were practicing this operation for months, maybe even as much as a year. I think the Israeli military saw this as potentially just another exercise, just another show of force by Hamas. But they succeeded this time. They blew the fence and infiltrated Israel and went house to house, village to village, and killed so many innocent civilians, engaged the IDF, and took hostages. This is an unprecedented military assault by a terrorist military. You know, there have been so many theories as to how this may have happened or the chess game behind all of this. Can you talk to me about what role Iran may have played in the planning and the implications for that, if it is indeed true? Yeah, for many years, Chanel, Iran has been funding Hamas. They've been training Hamas. They've been providing capability to Hamas, including rocket, artillery and mortar. Whenever rocket fire goes off and Israelis are going into bomb shelters, those are Iranian-made rockets that are flying in the skies. So Iran is behind this. And I think the big question is, how far will the Bibi Netanyahu government feel they need to go to strike Iranian targets in the region? Because, of course, that could spark a much wider regional war. We know nine Americans have been killed. A lot of Americans live over in Israel. Do we know the status of so many of them? It's unknown at this hour. I mean, the thing about Israel is it's a small country. So everybody knows everybody who's been affected by this crisis. I spoke to people in Israel this morning. They were telling me about a half a dozen families that lost loved ones. It's a country of nine million people. When you sort of think about in the context of 700 people dying from our perspective in America, it would be like 20,000 Americans getting killed. We would all know somebody who's been affected by this tragedy. Really quickly, Jeremy, a fair amount has been made about this already, but I think it's a point that we should delve into once again. Typically, historically, the Israelis, they've been sort of the gold standard when it comes to intelligence. Mm. What happened here? I don't think we know yet. I mean, this was a comprehensive breakdown of not just intelligence, but also border security and civil defense. And I think there are going to be a lot of uh, recriminations, but also probably a lot of sobering analysis about how Israel's going to have to change the security paradigm. But I will tell you one thing. I don't think the Israeli government will allow Hamas to continue to exist in Gaza. For the last two decades, they've exchanged fire they go quiet for a little while. I think this is it. This is I it. think Israel is going to have to decimate, degrade, and destroy Hamas mm. in Gaza. All right. Jeremy Bash. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, so Jeremy. Much. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a turn now to some other headlines on what we said was a busy Monday morning. A lot of you may have stepped out the door to notice a big change. After some record high temperatures last week, cold air has certainly come rushing in. Uh, Take a look at where we are starting off the day. We began down in the low 30s and 40s. We had some frost advisories, some freeze warnings, and high temperatures today. Up into Marquette, Michigan, only 42 degrees. 50s back through Detroit into Chicago. It is below average. It's a little bit too soon for this to be happening um, but it's settling into the Northeast, too. You can certainly feel that chill out. Fall is upon us. Yes, here. Uh, All right. Now to a number that's got a lot of folks talking. 
1.5 billion. That's the number because that is what's at stake in tonight's Powerball drawing. No one matched the numbers over the weekend. That is why this studio is still full of people. Uh, the jackpot, it's rising up the list now, too. It is now the third largest Powerball jackpot of all time. And it keeps coming because now yeah. today is my day. I'm like, oh, I'm just shelling day. off. Did I know it's like 20, 20. Yeah, it's 20. I'm just shelling out 20s and you, we're not winning. Did you winning. cover the tab? A mine is today. Okay, yes. all right. She hasn't said she did it. Well, because I've been Oh, you did the commercial. Gerard, did she Venmo? I'm going to Venmo. He gives me his little thing that you can scan. Okay. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Make it because if we miss out on Powerball, <laughs> yeah, and can fault. you imagine when it was my day? Right. All right, well, turning now to lucky number six for Simone Biles. She won her sixth all-around title this weekend at the Gymnastics World Championships in Belgium. Biles took home five medals, including four golds. Two-time Olympic medalist herself, Lori Hernandez. Good morning Hello. to you. Good morning. And so it's interesting. This weekend, you know, Simone Biles is all over my feed, right? And it was funny <laughs> to see the, the shots of, like, when she won it, like, a gazillion years ago and then now. First of all, she looks the same. She looks the same, except for She looks the same, and she just keeps getting better. <laughs> Talk about the level of skill. I mean, we know she's yeah. good, but you really understand it. Oh, yeah. Honestly, for Simone, it's like she didn't even take a break. She I walked mean. in there. She said, let's go. Time off what? <laughs> uh, no, she came Look in here and just absolutely dominated on these events. When it comes to all-around finals, there was a hiccup on floor where she had tripped and there was a missed leap. So that was definitely a bit of a deduction. However, she still won all-around finals. Right. So that she doesn't matter. She looks like she's flying. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah, and I think there's a lot of control. I've mentioned this before, but a lot of groundedness that we've seen, not only in her performance, but in herself. Oh. So that's that's a really fun watch. Let's that. talk about the vault now, because she still got silver, yeah. but there was a little bit of a hiccup. She was doing the Biles 2, which we know is a very, very hard maneuver. Yeah. Um, and she still comes away with silver. But what was the? what do you think was the reason... Ooh. to try this? Yeah, so in terms of this event, um, when it comes to vault finals, we... Er, Athletes have to do two vaults from different families. So that means you enter the table from two different ways. For her, that's the Biles 2 and the Cheng vault. And in terms of the Biles 2 that we're seeing here, she had so much power. Yes, you can see that. <laughs> she had so much power that she had fallen out of it. But the difficulty difficulty level is so high mm -hmm. that she still won a silver. Right. Yeah, right. Because no is, one else can do it. That, <laughs> yeah. That's unheard of. You almost, <laughs> yeah. you almost have to wonder if, if her taking a break from the sport is part of the reason that she is coming back in such a dominant fashion. I, mm. it, I, I don't know. Possibly. I mean, her reasons for coming back, those are something where in interviews she's mentioned that this is for her. Yeah. She's not going to really let us know why she's doing it. She knows why she's doing it. That's all that matters. It's up to us to get all the analytics and yeah. kind of speculate. Yeah. But for her, she's out there just for herself and enjoying her time. Last week, we had a chance to, um, we introduced everybody to the U.S. men's um, team, some of the contenders there. Fred Rod or Richards, Fred Rogers. Fred Richards won with the bronze and the men's all around. Um, Coy Young added two individual silver medals. I feel like we all wanted to kind of wrap our arms, our arms around these um, young boys. Yeah. They have a lot of potential, too. They're doing the thing. I love it. All right, Lori, thank you thank so you, much. Lord. Cheers. Good. Thanks for having me. That was good. All right, just to add here, on a Monday morning, we're going to help you take control of your money, breaking down misunderstood financial terms that you really need to know. And then later in our series, Pink Power, one breast cancer survivor's important message about taking control of your health. Third hour of today, right back after this. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! 
This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Well, this morning we're launching a new series here on the third hour of today. It's called Know Your Words. So, <laughs> used to tell me that when I was little. No, you say your, yeah. use words. Know your words. <laughs> so we're going to help you take control of your money by breaking down some personal finance terms that are frequently used but often misunderstood. And here to do that, NBC News business and data reporter Brian Chung. We like this. Know your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I brought, by the way, the tweed, you know, the professor look. I, like I was that. trying to go for it. Yeah, that was like the idea. That. Professor Chung. So let's start with inflation and recession because we use those words a lot. I don't know if everyone knows what they mean, but how are they related? How are they connected? Yeah, well, for the last year and a half, we've been hearing inflation, inflation, inflation. Well, inflation is a noun and it refers to the rate at which prices change. So usually going upwards, right? If it was the opposite direction, it'd be called deflation. Uh, and a lot of people have been experiencing this at the store, right? The pace of price increases has been so dramatic at the grocery store, at everywhere else. Constantly. Exactly. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to lead us into a recession. A recession is defined as a period of economic downturn, which could be, it has been in some cases, triggered by inflation, but it could also be the result of a number of other things. You think about the financial crisis, right? That wasn't inflation in of, it, of itself. There's it a few banks blowing up. So there's just a many, there's many different ways that a recession could happen, but broadly speaking, it just refers to a time when economic activity in the country slows How down. How many consecutive quarters for a recession? Two. Uh, but it's important to note the National Bureau of Economic Research is the one that determines whether or not we're in a recession. They haven't said we're in one right now, but they're the kind of ultimate authority on deciding. All right, Professor. Chapter number two, (laughs) we're going to deal with assets and debt. Yeah, so these are also big buzzy words, too. And, you know, if you have a personal uh, finance advisor, these are things you've probably talked about as well. Assets are anything that you own of economic value. So think about your home, your car, other things like that. It could be things you have in your house, your couch, your jewelry. Um, Debt, though, on the other hand, is anything that you owe. So if you have a personal loan, a mortgage, a car loan, those are things that obviously you owe to the bank or you owe to somebody else. So when we talk about net worth, how much are you worth? How much is your household worth? It's basically taking your debt and subtracting it from your assets. So that's what those mean. It's like calories in, calories out. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect way of thinking about it. Um, Okay. So we know that now. Let's talk about interest. And interest can kind of go in your favor or... Not. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's relevant for debt, right? So right. when we talk about interest, we often think about, okay, well, how much do you owe when you take a mortgage out? Right now, rates are mm-hmm. 7%. Uh, but we also have to remember interest works in your favor as well. If you're putting money into the bank, you collect interest. But mm-hmm. what's really important to remember about interest is that it compounds, right? You have more money in the bank, you're collecting interest, and then interest compounds on that. 
Okay. But it works the same way with debt as well. So if you're borrowing money on a credit card, for example, well, that debt accumulates. If you don't make your payments, you get interest deducted for, or you have interest added mm-hmm. to that. And that adds up over time. So something really important to remember. You got some yeah. great interest rates right now and some savings accounts out yes, there too. but not on your loans because mortgage exactly. rates are mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, before you go, stocks and bonds. I think most people know what a, a stock is and they know what an equity is, but the difference between stocks and bonds. Yeah, well, as a reminder, I mean, stocks are things that you can have a portfolio with. You can trade on a certain company. I like this company. I want to buy the stock. So again, it's shares of a company and you can have a stake in that company. You get dividends in some cases by investing in it through a brokerage, for example, which you can do even on your phone these days. Uh, bonds are another way that you can invest as well. Some people, you know, you might be aware of U.S. bonds you can buy in the government. Uh, you can also get bonds from a company as well. Uh, that is structured a little bit differently. Basically, you'll give a loan to the company or when you buy a U.S. bond, you're basically giving a loan to the government and then they'll give you interest back that collects over a certain duration of time. So a bond would be let's say, a year or two years or five years. And then over the duration of that bond, you end up getting uh, some coupon Makes payments, which is nice. Exactly. Great huh. segment, Thank Brian. You, Professor Brian Chung. We like that. Yes, know your so words. Much. All right, coming up just ahead, our series Pink Power. We are going to meet a breast cancer survivor who is making a personal milestone by sharing an important message. We'll be right back. We're back with our Pink Power series, and you're about to meet a New York State social worker who says advocating for herself saved her life. Two years ago, LaDrea Macon saw a PSA reminding her to conduct a breast self-exam, and when she did, she felt something was wrong. LaDrea pushed to get a mammogram, then doctors discovered two lumps, eventually diagnosing her with stage 2 breast cancer at the age of 34. Mm, 34 years old. After undergoing 16 rounds of chemo and surgery, she is now marking one year of being breast cancer-free hey. this month. We are so happy to have LaDrea here with us this morning with her twin sister, LaDrema, and LaDrea's oncologist, Dr. Douglas Mark from NYU Langone Health. Good morning to all of you. Good, Good morning. morning. So happy you're here, LaDrea. Let's start with you. You discovered something wasn't right during your self-exam. When you went to your doctor, when you first started this process where people saying, oh, but you're so young. I mean, did they push you or did you have to push for yourself? No, I had to advocate. I went and I'm 34, no health problems. I said, something's wrong. She said, come back in two weeks. Mm. I'm like, I need a mammogram. So after two weeks, I went back and she's like, okay, you know, you're persistent. So I went and I advocated and they gave me a mammogram. Mm. So... Thank Two God lumps later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Latrima, you, you, you guys are sisters. Yeah. I'm a, and, and everyone knows if something happens with one sister, you know, you just start being concerned for yourself. Absolutely. So what were you concerned about after this diagnosis? Um, I panicked. Uh, I'm a single mother, so I'm like, she has breast cancer. What if I have breast cancer? We both can't, you know, be going through this battle together. Um, I got hypervigilant. I ran to my doctors mm-hmm. and yeah, started asking questions and... You know, they told her originally she couldn't have the mammogram because of her age. But as soon as I said my sister, they were like, whoa, they pushed me in. And I started doing all of the preventative preventative care to make sure I didn't have it. Dr. Morgan, let's talk about that. Because, again, I mean, she's healthy. She's in her 30s. As I understand, at least not not a family history at that point. How common is this for someone who doesn't have a family history to be diagnosed with, with stage two breast cancer in their 30s? Sure. So I think, you know, first thing is very important is that breast cancer is common. 
And uh, while the majority of women are diagnosed in their 50s and 60s, uh, 20% of women will be diagnosed uh, younger than 50, mm -hmm. and 5% of women will be diagnosed under 40. Mm. And while that might not sound like a lot, if you have 300,000 cases of breast cancer in the United States a year about, that's about 15,000 women wow. under 40. So it's very important if you feel something, like Ladrea did, you, you say something. Mm, yeah. and, and even when your doctor, best I can gather, the doctor was like, I don't know, but you're doing fine, come on back, we'll give you one, just to sort of appease you. Yeah. Good for you for advocating for yourself. Thank God for breast cancer awareness. I saw a PSA, it said, check That's your breast. Yeah. I went home and I checked, and I found something. I was shocked. Which is why we do segments like this. Mm -hmm. Listen, I talked about, I said at the top of this, 16 rounds of chemo. How did you do it? And I've heard that you stayed so positive. Oh, gosh, it was hard. I think being a mental health provider, I, I said to myself, this is not going to break you. There's going to be things that you're going to go through, but you got to make it through, girl. Like, mm -hmm. I was like my own coach. Um, what helps? A lot of us are, have, have friends who are dealing with it or families who are dealing with it. What, what, what helped you? In um, I would say, one, have your, your family and friends. Like, thank God for my family and friends. My sorority sisters, Pi Delta, I love you guys. They helped me. They were there every chemo session. Your family, your friends. And just, you know, if you have, like, someone you pray to, something, like, I was just very big on, like, being healthy. Like, help, mental health. Just, yeah. I went to groups. Um, yes. I met so many different people. Um, just talking about it. Community. 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 Yeah. Mm. And, and Dr. Marks, I mean... She was in a situation where she needed to advocate for herself and push for that mammogram. But the, the whole world of healthcare, it can be intimidating. You know, how, how do you know and how do you push when, when you need to? Well, I think, like Ladrea did, if you feel something that's not natural, that doesn't feel like your norm, you should bring it to your doctor's attention. Uh, these guidelines are for screening these, these age cutoffs, but if a patient has a symptom, it's diagnostic and it should be worked up. Mm. And also, it should include a multidisciplinary team of doctors who you feel comfortable with. Ladrea had an excellent breast surgeon, John Logman, who would be here if I wasn't here today. Mm. Her radiation oncologist, John Haas, would also sit with her. Uh, today on this couch if I wasn't here. And, you know, all these team members should work with LaDrea and her clinical circumstances to figure out the right treatment. LaDrea, after, after seeing your sister go through this up close, what have you, what have you learned about her? She's a warrior. <laughs> She's a breast cancer warrior. You know, we hear the term survivor. Um, the battle is not won yet because she's not out the clear yet. Um, she's one year breast cancer free. She has uh, a few more to go before we can definitely say she's breast cancer free. So um, the battle still continues. She's a warrior and, you know, and she's resilient. She's resilient because this person was so positive, so positive during this whole experience. Thank you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two of you, I mean, my goodness, how lucky you are to have each other. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank, and thank hopefully you. someone watching will say, you know what, maybe I should go do yep. self -exam. Yes, check yourself. Check your breasts. Advocacy, check your breasts. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you, Dr. Marks. For right. Well. Yeah. All right, coming up next, our series, The Upside, the social club that's bringing new life to an old game and even getting some celebrity attention. We'll be right back. <laughs> this morning in our series, The Upside, a fast-growing social club where young people gather to play a game that's been around for, you know, about 200 years. NBC <laughs> News Now anchor Joe Fryer got a crash course 
in Mahjong. Yeah, and they are pretty good teachers, I'll tell you that. So the four founding members of the Green Tile Social Club all went to the University of Texas in Austin, but they didn't meet until they all moved here to New York and started playing Mahjong. And what started with four people has now grown into a club that's welcomed nearly 4,000. It's a game that connects players to their culture and to each other. Mahjong, which was the backdrop for a pivotal scene in the movie Crazy Rich Asians. These days, the green tile is in style. Mahjong is having a bit of a renaissance. Honestly, I think it's because at its core, Mahjong is a very simple game and a very social game. And it's just the ultimate connector. It's why Joe Shu, Ernie Chan, Sarah Tang, and Grace Liu created the Green Tile Social Club, which didn't start as a club. It started with a simple Instagram story. Hungry to play Mahjong, who's down to learn? At first, four of them gathered for a weekly game night. And that slowly just like grew and grew. Like we posted on our stories and people were like, wait, I wanna learn how to play, or I've been like looking for this. Before you knew it, they had an Instagram account, then a logo, then a name, all promoting their meetups. What does that say, the fact that it's grown so quickly? It says that Mahjong is back. (laughs) I think it speaks a lot to young Asian Americans like us looking for that community and looking to connect back to our roots and culture. Many grew up watching their parents and grandparents play, and it was serious business. And one day, I finally got the approval to have my own seat <laughs> at the table. You have to get approval? Once they think you know what you're doing, you're like, okay, you can have your own seat. <laughs> of course, that's not everyone's experience. I didn't learn until recently. For a lot of my life, like I was always too intimidated, and then it wasn't until I came to New York and I met all of us together, like they taught me how to play. Grace is far from alone. That's why the club focuses on teaching newcomers. I'm new. Am I going to be okay? You're going to be just fine. Even teaching me. The name of the game in Mahjong is to create a winning hand. I was joined by a couple fellow novices. Have you been dying to play? I've been dying to play. I'm so excited for this. We listened intently as Joe showed us how the game bears some resemblance to poker. Instead of a deck of cards, you've got a wall of tiles. After a quick lesson... 90,000. East. Pull. Nice. (laughs) We were playing... Whiteboard. Fortune. Six of high. I pump. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. And catching on. Uh, north. Making it accessible at all levels is key to attracting so many players. A lot of people come in and they meet people by the end of meetup. They're all exchanging numbers, social handles, and then we end up seeing them all like hanging out outside of our events as well. Word travels so fast, it recently reached a surprising name. SNL's Bowen Yang showed up? Yeah. What? Did, did that blow your yeah. mind? The craziest <laughs> moment ever. And he showed up on time, right at the start, stayed through the entire event, played with us. What did that tell you? We're a big deal, I guess. <laughs> so big, Ember Lowe brought her mom, who was visiting from China. How much is mom helping you here today? Uh, we've only won one so far. Actually, out of like five games. <laughs> Still, that family connection is important. Just ask Lenny on. For me, it's a way to connect with my grandma because she has Alzheimer's and she says it helps keeps her wits a lot. So when we're doing it, when we're playing, it kind of really helps keeps her mind sharp. It must mean a lot to you. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. These green-clad tiles are not building walls; they're tearing them down. In doing so, keeping hundreds of years of tradition alive too. You know, and making sure that. We can pass it down to the next generation just like our parents and our grandparents did and keeping it alive. 
The club generally holds one big meetup each month with some smaller events for more experienced players in other times. The founders say they want to keep growing and actually turn the club into a small business. They're trying to raise funds so they can hold even more events in more places all around New York. I love I that. I had so many questions. I'm like, so wait, where do you draw from and what's the goal here? And I, I love playing games. I think this I think if you like thing. playing games and you will like this because there are just so many little intricacies you have to learn. Yeah. You do have to have four people to play a game. It's okay. not something where you're like, oh, I have two. It's fine. Right. You got to have four people. I like really good at it, Dylan. It's, I say it's like Rummy Cube. I like Rummy Cube, and to me, yeah, me knowing too. Rummy Cube made it much easier to learn this, or Rummy, and then also a little poker in there, too. Okay. You so. picked it up pretty quickly. It's I picked yeah. it up. I tried to teach myself the day before at home, which was hilarious. <laughs> 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 so it did not go to one of the They'll, they'll teach you properly. Exactly. That was yeah. great. Thank, Thank you. you. Something new. Uh, just ahead, a Halloween treat. The breakout star of the scary season right here in Studio 1A. By the way, that thing was hard to get. We're going to tell you about Lewis, the jack-o'-lantern craze. That's coming up in this is today. And then later, don't be scared of jumping into a running routine. Chanel's running coach is back. She's going to share some some strengthening exercises as our girl gets ready to run that marathon. She's the one in the white shirt. That's Jess. Third hour of today, right back after this. (laughs) What are we doing? Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. We're back with another edition of This Is Today. This is where we highlight some of the top stories on today.com. And you can read them as well and weigh in by scanning that QR code that's just below Dylan right there on your screen. Uh, Here to tell us a little bit more today, digital editorial director, Ariana Davis. Good to have you back. Good morning. I feel like you make us hip. So, yes. uh, so let's, we'll keep you young. Let's, let's start with this, this special guest here in the studio, because I've actually heard about Lewis, and I'm not hip or cool, but I, I know that Lewis is all the rage. He sold out. I have to correct you, because during the commercial break, you caught him a jack-o'-lantern. He's not a jack-o'-lantern. But he's not a jack-o'-lantern. His name is Lewis. That is our special guest of the day. The internet is going wild over this eight-foot-tall, like, Halloween decoration from Target. And basically, he's just, like, a TikTok icon right now, because... He very adamantly, when you press his button, says, like, I'm... Uh. What did he say? You couldn't carve out some time to come out tonight. It's <laughs> creepy as all get out. He laughs. Like, his go-to viral line right now is he says, I am not a jack-o'-lantern. My name is Lewis. Lewis. So, press him again. Press him again. Tis a night for all to play, for ghouls and goblins to dance away. I love that. Oh, we, are, we are trying to get to the 
to the bottom of like who is Lewis, who's the real Lewis, why I is his name Lewis? But he has fan art made about him. He's got merch already. Like he is everywhere. But he's sold out everywhere. So we are very lucky that Lewis is here in the studio with us. I love that. Well, you can take him home. All right. Well, (laughs) speaking of another social media trend, what seems to be, I guess, all over people's feeds is cowboy candy. Cowboy candy is um, so. If you're from Texas, apparently you might be familiar with this already. But it's essentially like a sugared sliced jalapeno. So it's like spicy. It's spicy and sweet. And basically, you make it by you can get the full recipe at today.com. But you basically put three parts sugar. One part water. You simmer jalapenos for 30 seconds. And apparently, this just, like, goes on everything from cream cheese to pizza to cookies. I'm going to let you guys try this, uh, the sweet and salty snack. A lot of jalapenos. But everyone... Chanel, what's your jalapeno joke? I can't remember jalapeno business. I can't remember the... (laughs) Jalapeno You just eat it all like... like Yeah, you just eat, eat it as, like, a little snack. And it's sweet and salty. And it's, like, taking over TikTok right now. The internet, so, the internet is so stupid. Like this, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, I like them. The internet oh, is so stupid. That's the headline right there. Well, well like is it that? actually good? Is okay, that the question? No, it's good. Yeah. Mm, good. We say, we say yes. Craig's not a fan, but everyone, no, just, but yeah. don't let all are into it. People do it too much. <laughs> all right. But apparently you can just have it as a snack on cream cheese and it's delicious. So good. So good. Ariana, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you, you. So for bringing us all the weird stuff. Always. <laughs> uh, for more, it's today.com. Also, sign up for our This Is Today newsletter. You can get more weird stuff as well uh, by scanning that QR code that's right under Dylan. You'll get the latest news in your email every morning. You're still eating it. So clearly you No, I took the jalapenos really like off. It. It's good. All right. When we like come it. back, it is start today. We are going to run through some of the exercises I've been doing to prepare for the New York City marathon and things you can do at home have you been really doing that actually have we'll be right back especially that one we are back with start today for the past few months i've been training hard for the new york city marathon which includes exercises for mobility and strength and this morning, we get, ooh, we do. We get to try some of these. <laughs> Joining us is Nike running coach and Chanel's marathon coach. Isn't she amazing? Jess is amazing. Jess is amazing. Yeah, amazing for putting up with Chanel as she, like, goes through All this process. So yes. how, how is Chanel doing when it comes to no, training for marathon? No, Chanel has been doing great. I would say <laughs> Thank you. I was most impressed with that 18-mile long run. In the rain, first time 18 miles, first time running with a group, and ended up running probably two minutes faster per mile than you usually what? do on your own. Yeah, yeah. You? super <laughs> impressive. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. And Thank now you. we got to repeat it this weekend for a little bit longer. For 20 miles. Oh, yeah, 22. oh you can yeah. do a big 20 miler this weekend. Yeah. The longest long run, yeah. So Jess, you, you did something, it's called a gait analysis, I yes. believe, right? For folks who aren't familiar, like what, what is this gait analysis and what did we learn from it? So a gait analysis is basically an analysis of your running form. Mm-hmm. So we had Chanel run on a treadmill at Finish Line Physical Therapy. And there's iPads with cameras recording her from her ankles to knees, hips, shoulders, head, just from top to bottom. And then it spits out all this information about her running form that her physical therapist, Sammy, was able to look at. And then you can, you know what yeah. it is? I feel like when you're little, you just start running. Nobody ever shows you how to run, right? Yeah, and so I, I think for anybody at home, it's not that expensive where you can just say, you know what, before I go out and hurt myself, let me go find out if maybe if there's something I can do to improve my running. You you know what I mean? I'm even taking my son today. He plays soccer and we've noticed with his gait, it's a little off. So I'm going right back there and taking my 14 year old. I mean, it's a good thing to, to have. 
Yeah. That's great. And I think it showed you some things that you weren't expecting. Very true. Yeah. Very true. She thought she was going to have to work on her hip mobility, but it turns out we need to work on the ankle mobility, some forward lean, the and things. then some quick cadence Yeah. Stuff. So let's show them one of the exercises that we do for that. Oh, yeah. But we, we have some friends that can we? help today. Oh, okay. There we go. Yes. Hi, friends. <laughs> Come on in. Hello. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you can show, I guess there are three moves for us. Yeah, so okay, we're gonna start with the one that you did for your forward lean and okay. quick cadence. Yep. And so you're actually gonna team up with Pia here. She's Hi. gonna be oh, your little right. demo. Oh, that's right, we did have a partner. Okay. Yes, and then you two together, okay. you two together. So normally this would be done against a wall, a pole, or whatever. Okay. But if you wanna lean into I can't remember what Pia, I do. Uh, so lean straight oh, into the wall. Lean into me. Is this the shoulder wall. thing? Is this the this thing? Yes, the this thing. Okay. So this is a forward <laughs> lean with well, quick cadence. Around. So I bring can. one leg up, okay. bring one leg up as if you're about to run. Yes. yes, and then as soon as it touches the ground, you want to pop back up really quickly. Like really quick. So forward lean with a quick cadence. So wait, wait, wait. Just one leg at a time. So we've got one here. Okay. Watch it now. Yes. Oh. Yes. You're perfect. So we're working on that Next time, maybe you wear more appropriate dress for work. <laughs> yes. And then that quick cadence. So as soon as that you know foot is touching the running, ground, you remember to like pick up. It's like the floor is lava. Like yes, it helps the floor is lava. As soon as that right, foot touches one? the ground, we want to pop up. So this one, just the next okay. one is for your hips. You don't yes. need a partner. Oh. Uh, I know, but for, <laughs> so for opening up your hips, especially if you're sitting at work all day oh, and then know, going to run. Yeah. So this one we like to call table toppers. So bringing one leg up and then you're grabbing your shin and your ankle as if you're placing it on top of a table and a gentle tug and release. Yes. Right <laughs> so opens right up. That's a good one. So that's a good one to do before every run. And then the last one, pogo hops, super simple, legs shoulder width apart. And then again, with that quick, quick feet, go ahead and let the <laughs> heels touch the ground. Yes. Okay. Why, oh, do you, okay. why do you have to make that face wait, when you do it? I don't know. We want wait, quick wait. like the ground no, is lava. Ground is quick, quick. Okay, wait, one more. This is like talking about some of her, the marathon snacks she's oh, had to, yes. you know, nosh on during so, the miles. Yes. So we have some nutrition Come. here. Go ahead. Come. Talk about the importance of nutrition. There was one time where I did 14 miles. Yes. And the next day I was telling everybody and telling you and Yosef especially how I was hurting. And they're like, how's your nutrition? And then I realized this actually makes a difference if along your workout. I know. I heard the first time you tried it, it was if you were a toddler trying mushy peas for the first time. <laughs> yeah. So, but Just thank you. We're out of time. Thank you, Jess. Today. You want me to try one of these? Slash start today from Create Inspiration. We'll be right back. Third hour of today. All right. We're about to go to black. Tomorrow, Reba McIntyre's here. Say goodbye to Lewis. Bye, Lewis. (laughs) You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.